G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. We will open our talkback lines. You might like to engage with our special guests today as we talk about marriage, as we talk about family. You know, it's no secret that many Aussies are navigating some significant storms and pressures on marriage and family. Marriages and families are under threat, perhaps like never before. And even Christian couples are struggling to hold things together, living out the vows they professed before God, family and friends on their wedding day. Christians realise that the Bible continues to shine light onto marriage that God himself ordained when he made both man and woman in his image at the very beginning. Two very special guests who were married to each other by the age of 18 And uh, they've navigated the storms and pressures of a married life. They've now been married for 47 years. Nikki and Scylla Lee are the family life pastors at Holy Trinity Brompton, London in the UK. They've authored numerous books, including the marriage book and the parenting book. They are the developers of alpha courses, including the marriage course, the pre-marriage course and other relationship courses. Their courses have reached millions of people in more than 120 countries and over 40 languages. It's our absolute pleasure to welcome, uh, first of all, Scylla, welcome. Thank you very much. And Nikki, welcome to you. Great to be with you. Thank you. And uh, we're just talking, just as we got underway there, last time we spoke was... uh, I think it was 2012, so we're talking 11 years ago. You just reminded me, you think that I said uh, straight after you'd got off the plane, um, how do you like Australia? So if I, ask you, if I ask you all these years later, now that you've had some more experiences, let me start with you, Nikki. Uh, how do you like Australia? Well, we have been here a little bit longer this time. We've been here for 24 <laughs> hours, and it is great to be back. We had such a good time last time we were here. And you're here for a fairly extensive tour, uh, just arrived and looking forward to, uh, I'll give the dates that listeners will be able to uh, lock in with some of the tour dates. Uh, you're here for quite a while yeah. and uh, doing a little bit of touring around. I hope there's a bit of time for sightseeing in there, Scylla. Oh, there certainly is. And we're going to four cities. We're here in Brisbane, which is beautiful to start with. And then we go to Adelaide and then to Melbourne and then to Sydney. And that is so exciting to go to all those different cities. And um, and we look forward to um, the events that we're going to be doing there. I suspect there'll be some listeners to our conversation today who will not want to miss the opportunity to see the two of you in the flesh and hear from your heart. Uh, no doubt there's some Q&A and all sorts of things that happen when you're making a presentation. Yeah. You know what I'm moved by, Nikki? Um 99% of people surveyed say the course that you lead or the courses have had a positive impact on their relationship. This is a pretty good response, isn't it? And uh, I guess you're getting good compliments all the time. Maybe there's an occasional criticism, but uh, a lot of people very, very impressed with this marriage course that you run. 
And, and I think one of the reasons for that is that the uh, right at the heart of these courses is giving couples time together. All of the conversations that couples have are entirely private on the courses. So there's no group work on the pre-marriage course or the marriage course. And so the couples are spending time talking with each other around topics that we introduce, communication, resolving conflict, forgiveness, and so on, and finding out things about each other. Sometimes they've been married for decades and never talked about before. And this thought that um, you can keep things to yourself and no one's going to be probing you for a lot of confessions. I know one reviewer said of your courses, there's no counselling, no airing dirty linen in public, no group therapy, and it seems to work. Scylla, did you come across this by accident or you just said, okay, I know people are sensitive about issues that are going on in their marriage? Yeah, well, I mean, we come from the UK and I can honestly tell you that 95% of the couples who come on our courses would not come if there was any group <laughs> discussion about their own relationship because I think um, many people um, would not be honest and, and open up um, to what's really going on inside if it meant doing that with other people. And I think we we actually knew that right from the beginning because of our own experience. Uh, we ourselves didn't have any marriage preparation before we got married. And um, so that was interesting. Um, and we had quite an interesting um, first year or so. And it was only uh, after about a year and a half. We went for a weekend with an older, wiser couple, and they'd invited two or three other couples to come just to talk about marriage and some very practical stuff. But they were the ones that modeled this private discussion for us. So each of us as couples were able, in private, they would do some kind of talking about practical, few practical things, and then they got us to discuss. And that was so impactful for Nikki and me. Isn't this one of the things that you might actually teach a married couple uh, that you need to keep some of the issues of your relationship very private? You don't share those with everybody. So the thought that you might come to a group uh, where you're discussing marriage and be asked to actually air the dirty laundry, that wouldn't actually make common sense, would it? No, absolutely. And and of course, the, the wonderful thing about the commitment and the vows we make in marriage is that it becomes this um, safe place where we are able to be open with another person because they've committed themselves to love us and to be faithful to us and we can feel safe. And the thing about that kind of vulnerability and openness, it builds trust. And that is at the heart and the foundation of a strong marriage relationship. A safe place as we are married. Um, a safe place before God, Nikki. Uh, two becoming one flesh. Uh, safety in that idea and biblical principles around uh, these sorts of things. And I know your course is savored with these biblical principles yeah. and uh, but you know i wonder whether you come across uh, people who have no idea about these sorts of biblical principles actually growing and helping their marriage to flourish we have up to half of all the couples who come on our courses are not churchgoers wouldn't necessarily call themselves christians but they discover these 
biblical principles, because the courses are very practical, they feel very comfortable, they don't feel judged, and and I think one of the things for, about the courses, it helps them to see that actually Christianity is very practical in terms of how we live these things out, not least in a marriage. And it, can I just add to what Scylla said about the safety? Because as she said, the commitment provides the safety in a marriage. And I think on the courses, we are providing a sort of safe environment within which couples can talk about things they may not either have thought of talking about at home or may not feel quite confident to talk about at home. But because they're doing it in a place where there's a limited time for these conversations, and if they're doing it in person, they can do the course online, but if they're doing it in person, they've got other couples around, this provides a sort of safe environment to talk through what can be quite sensitive issues. And because God is in the mix those principles that you're gleaning from the Bible, how to love, uh, how to function, as you say, in a very practical way in marriage, some ways without God in the relationship, some of those practical things can't work, can they? And I think particularly forgiveness. Right at the heart of the course, we'd, the, the marriage course is seven sessions. The middle, the session four is the power of forgiveness. And that sense, and we talk about it, the fact of knowing that we are forgiven and experiencing God's forgiveness, then helps us enormously to forgive each other for much smaller things that our partner's done to us than we've had to ask forgiveness for. Scylla, when you've got people coming along to your courses, and not only the ones that you've run in the UK, but you're getting feedback all over the world, are people coming because they are facing a crisis or are they coming because they need some level of enrichment? Uh, if you're giving some percentages and you might not have all the exact percentages, but, you know, uh, are we actually a lot heavier on the crisis side than on the enrichment side? Oh, good question. I don't think we have we don't have the data on that um, as to, to what it would be. And interestingly, it was it was um, we have an absolute cross-section right across the board of different stages, seasons, whether people are in a great relationship and they're there to invest or whether they're struggling. And we even have couples who have actually separated who come on the course as a kind of last resort to see if they can get back together. And we know of many couples who that's been the situation. Obviously not every couple, but many, many couples. And I, I think we developed the course back in 1996 uh, originally for couples in the first five years of marriage because we did the pre-marriage course first and then we realized after a few years we need to get these couples back for a kind of like refresher pretty soon and all the all the research says that the early years of a marriage are the critical years for putting in the foundations and the habits and having the tools to make a relationship last a lifetime. So we, we developed the course really for the first five years, couples in the first five years. And literally by the second course, we had couples married 10 years, 20, 40 years. And the, the, the kind of response we were getting from these couples was that they were all benefiting in one way or another, whether they were there with a great marriage to invest or whether they were really struggling. 
Good to do this while you are young, either intending marriage or in those early years of marriage, so you can get foundations. Yeah. What I'm hearing from you here is that when you do a marriage course, don't think of it as a one-off, now she'll be right, uh, but you need to make a plan, and maybe it's different for everyone, but making a plan so that you can revisit a marriage course uh, from time to time just to top up and reinvest in those things that you've committed together. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, we, we never get it sorted. You know, we always need to be... I, I hate. I hesitate to use the word working on our marriage because I don't think it is work in that sense. I think it's investing is a much better word because we all know investment is a good thing. And what we are doing is really um, investing time, investing our um, emotions, investing everything in us in the most important relationship in our life. And that will always continue to be the case if we invest we will reap the blessings of that um if you if you take it for granted and think okay i've done a marriage course i've done something to for my marriage and then that's it for the rest of my life we'll stay the same that's that's um you're deluded because actually we're changing all the time and i remember hearing a woman who was married for over 50 years saying she'd um been through 25 different marriages but all to the same man that one's worthy of uh, taking a few moments to think through. Hey, I want to invite listeners to join into our conversation today. Our special guests, Nikki and Scylla Lee, they're the Family Life Pastors at Holy Trinity Brompton, London in the UK. They're the developers of the Alpha Marriage Course and the Pre-Marriage Course, and there's some other relationship courses as well. And Nikki, let me come to you here because there was a major earthquake to relationships that happened uh, within our recent memory, and that, of course, is COVID, uh, did that upset a lot of marriages and relationships, put people under a huge amount of pressure, and do you think people have recovered yet? Well, I, I think you put it mildly to say it was under every marriage, I th- no, not every marriage, but many, many relationships, many marriages were under great pressure from being locked down, being forced just to be in the same space 24-7. And it occurred, uh, lockdown happened just after we had released the new films. We'd refilmed the marriage and pre-marriage courses, and we were expecting these to be launched in lots of places around the world. And suddenly, we couldn't launch them anywhere or even run them in London. And so we made the decision to put them online. And thousands of couples started to do it online. And the feedback we've been getting has been Amazing. Many, many couples have said doing the course during lockdown actually saved their relationship, saved their marriage. And so the, the, the huge shock, which continues, whether couples have recovered today, I couldn't answer for them. What I do know, though, is that so many uh, marriages are under pressure. And doing something like the marriage course, where you take time out as it were, time out from your sort of normal routine to have these seven evenings just to talk together as a couple can make all the difference in the world. From memory, uh, talking about the Alpha course, it had always been a policy never to have the Alpha course online until COVID came. Yeah. 
because of this thought of being face-to-face, there's a certain personal way, an intimate way of relating. But when you did go online with the Alpha course and, of course, with the marriage course, you discovered that people were quite intimate, even in the online environment. Yes, and we were hesitant. We didn't know if it would work, couples doing it on their own, in their own home, because... If those who were listening earlier in the program, we talked about the marriage course creating this safe environment where they're having private discussions, but there are others around them. So that uh, imposes a restraint, let's say, on their conversation. But what we have seen and heard is that more couples are able to do it because they don't have the problems of childcare or perhaps work commitments and other things. They can do it at home themselves, perhaps in their own time. And that has allowed couples to do it. We do say to them, though, if you do it on your own, again, make it a special uh, evening. They may do it during the day, but let's say in the evening. Make it like a date night. Have candles, have something nice to eat and so on. And if the conversation starts to get out of hand, take a break. Go and make a cup of tea, whatever it is, just to defuse things, come back to the conversation later. One eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen to join in our conversation today. Let's take another call. Bruce is in Maruya in New South Wales. Hey Bruce, welcome along. Hello, thank you very much. What are your thoughts, Bruce? Um I've been involved in marriage counseling for about forty years and I've created a course with myself and I use piecewise otherwise otherwise or prepare and rich, sorry. Um, but when I created the course with couples, I actually took it in a home where couples could go off into separate rooms and talk about half, half an hour to talk through issues, but they could call myself in to help them through issues. And then when we came back, we never aired anything that it was personal in the meeting, but we talked about the general issues. So what do you think about that? Bruce, really good thoughts there. Let me come to Scylla. Uh, you know, different methods, uh, ways of, you know, even, you know, getting to the nitty gritty of some issues that couples are facing. What are your thoughts for Bruce? Yeah, Bruce, that sounds absolutely wonderful. That's amazing that you've been supporting couples in that way for, for so long and, and I mean I think your your method sounds absolutely fantastic and, and Prepare Enrich I know is a wonderful program and um, y- you know many many thousands of couples have been strengthened and helped through that and I think the other thing I we want to say is that it's um, you know we really really appreciate people like yourself who are couple counsellors and couple therapists professionals who we would always signpost uh, a number of couples who've done the marriage course to people for one-to-one um, therapy or counseling who have a particular need. And I'm thinking of, you know, really quite challenging situations like where there's an addiction or there's a mental health issue or there's an anger problem that's out of control. So there are many different methods and ways of supporting and helping couples. And I just love that what you've been doing and I love it that it's in a home and I love that that um, yeah the, the couples have both the combination of of the intimate between the two of them but then the the kind of coming back and the general principle so um, thanks for sharing that 
Uh, Bruce, a special honour to you. I think you said you'd been doing this for 40 years. Is that what you said? About that, yes. Well, Bruce, a special honour to you, and uh, may the next 10 or 20 years be even better than the first 40. So uh, wonderful, wonderful to hear from you. Thank you so much for your call, Bruce. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. You might have your own thoughts on marriage courses. Uh, You might have a challenge that you're going through right now and you're looking for a little bit of insight and how perhaps they might approach it. Uh, Our special guests, Nikki and Scylla. Uh, Let me come to another really big issue that's, you know, it's sort of a new thing. It's changing all the time. Uh, People on social media... And uh, I hear that, uh, you know, addictions uh, to your mobile device or internet addictions and all sorts of things like this are having impact on relationships. Uh, Nikki, your thoughts here about the changing environment that we find ourselves in when it comes to running a relationship. It's so interesting, isn't it, that we can communicate now with more and more people, faster and faster speed, further and further apart. And yet the relationship, the communication we can find the hardest is with the person who is closest to us. And that's why we always recommend whether the couple are actually doing the marriage course itself or having a date night or just quality time together, they put their phones away. Because, as you said, it can be addictive, but also if it's constantly attracting our attention, the message it's sending to our husband or wife is, the people I'm communicating with in my phone are more important than you are. And I I remember one couple whose marriage was just about over, coming on the marriage course, and she said after session two, which is when we do it on communication, they were going home in the taxi. She said her husband, rather than taking his phone out as he usually would, scrolling through answering messages, He didn't. It stayed in his pocket and he turned to his wife and said, how was this evening for you? And she knew something had changed. And they, their marriage was recovered. And now that couple makes sure that they have special time where their phones don't interfere with their communication. Are there some special hints that occur when you do a marriage course uh, that like that different response? Uh, Maybe you've reacted this way. Here's a, here's a better way to communicate. I mean, obviously, communicating is going to be one of those things you talk about. Do you help people just to get their language just a little bit more fine-tuned so that they're not pushing all the buttons that cause the, uh, you know, the, the tensions? Uh, is this the sort of thing that comes out in the conversations? Well, it, it's interesting, isn't it, that the Bible places such a strong emphasis on listening We so often think about how do we express ourselves, how do we talk, and so on. And we certainly talk about talking, how do we talk at the level of our feelings. But at the end of the day, it is probably the listening that makes the biggest difference. And as James says in his letter, uh, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. And so on that session on communication, we help couples to have a conversation where one of them brings up something that they're concerned about or anxious about and the other partner's role is simply to reflect back what they've heard. Not to give a comment, not to judge it, not to say it doesn't matter or do this or do that, but just to show that they've understood their partner. And of all the things on the course, I don't know if anything else makes as much difference as that. Just the simple act of listening and understanding and showing 
that you've understood your partner. Interesting, Scylla, I'll get your thoughts here, because if you're going through some challenging times in your marriage, let's call it the storm, yeah. uh, there's a storm that you're facing, and perhaps storm is a really good illustration because storms pass. But if you're going through that storm, sometimes you don't know what questions even to ask. When you're in a, a group and you've got a facilitator, a leader, someone who's helping you to address some of those issues, how important is that, that there's someone there asking a question you might not have considered that you should ask or maybe you're afraid to ask? Well, that's very interesting that you you say that. I mean, as I said earlier, having a third-party counsellor may well be absolutely what a couple needs. But our experience with the marriage course is that it's a bit like, I mean, if you use the, the analogy of a yacht and you know, if a yacht capsizes, there are sort of self-writing mechanisms, as it were, and um, and the, and it can come up and go sailing off again on its own. And what we have observed on the marriage course is that couples do that. If they are in a storm, and often the first couple of sessions of the marriage course can look pretty tough for couples. They are not communicating well. They're not um, really engaging with one another but they are going through because they're 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 committed to sorting things out and we see the body language as they start to open up to one another and there may be deep hurt and that you know that is really tough and challenging but gradually what we are doing is in giving them the tools to enable to to reach out and say something um, that they wouldn't otherwise know how to say in the way that they're saying it and and asking the right questions. And, and it is actually giving them a series of questions to ask each other, which can be the key. So on that, uh, on the conversation that I was referring to on the, on the communication session, so it's asking your partner, is there something that you'd like to talk about, something you're anxious about? Then or upset about. Or I upset mean, about. it's not just about anxiety. I mean, where someone's feeling really hurt, really betrayed, really upset, their partner may not have a clue what it is that they've done. And that's where the communication comes. So that question Nikki's just said enables that person in a safe environment to say, well, when you, when you told me you were going to be home for dinner and actually you arrived two hours late and you didn't send a message I was really upset by that and then you know it's very easy for the other to jump to the conclusion oh, but you had no idea that you know I was at work this thing was going on I couldn't get to the phone da, 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 and you jumped to your defense but actually on on the communication thing listening and reflecting back so you go oh so when I didn't contact you and I was two hours late that really upset you and then the person can then say, yeah, and, and you know, go on about it and, and, and help the other person to understand what it makes them feel. So couples dealing with uh, the issue of offence, so easy to be offended, yeah. uh, so easy to say the wrong thing and be offensive. Uh, there's a certain sense in which I guess you've got to help couples to establish what it is that causes you to be offended and how to 
you know, cool, uh, you know, douse the flames of uh, all the fiery stuff that comes around that and, and vice versa. Uh, thoughts here, Nikki, on, on dealing with offence? Mm. I, I think, as Silla said, it's, it's when you have the opportunity to say where you've been hurt and know that you have been understood in that. Then when the other person understands, then they're able to apologize. So often we don't apologize either because we've, we don't know at all that we've hurt our husband or wife or we haven't really understood the depth of it. Once we understand that, then we can apologize and then the other person can forgive. Um, and I think um, some people listening might be thinking, oh, yeah, but you don't know me or you don't know my husband or wife. I mean, there's just an explosion. And, you know, it's like being kind of hit by a tornado. I mean, what do you do then? Or another person might be saying, oh, but I have no idea at all what they are feeling, my partner, whether it's he or she. I mean, there's no emotion. There's nothing. It's just like deadpan. And that's something we talk about. How do we, and, and self-awareness is a big part of the marriage course experience, becoming more self-aware. Oh, so this is how I am. This is how I react to my partner. Is that really helpful? And I mean, I, speaking personally, we talk about it, those two extreme um, reactions, um, the rhino and the hedgehog, two animals really to kind of describe the kind of hiding of emotion or the explosion of emotion. And I am very much on the rhino end of the spectrum. And I'm on the hedgehog <laughs> end right, of the spectrum. Okay, all right, yeah. So you can see we're an interesting mix. And <laughs> I sometimes feel like the tornado bit. So, <laughs> so, so the, the rhino charges yes, yes, yes. Uh, the yes. hedgehog. And let's uh, use our Australian illustration oh. of an echidna. Oh. Uh, you know, the echidna is uh, you know, a spiny little like creature. Like a porcupine? And, yes, okay. something similar. Like, okay. So uh, it might roll itself up into a little ball too and uh, expose its spikes to an enemy. Yes. Uh, So you've got this illustration, and I know that these are important illustrations when we talk about animals, uh, rhinos and echidnas. Uh, This is is powerful, isn't it? Mm, It sure is. And and I've certainly been on a very um, big learning curve um, because neither of those two expressions of hurt and when we get angry and upset are really very um, helpful. And we have to learn a, a different way. And really the way is to, is to verbally express in a pleasant way actually what we're feeling. And I've really had to learn that. I, I didn't see it modeled in my own parents. There was an awful lot of slamming doors and shouting and that stuff. And I didn't see, you know, a kind of sitting down and, and identifying what the issue is Okay, it was the fact that you are continually coming back late and you're not, you know, whatever. I'm just using that as an example. And um, it's not, not what Nicky does. <laughs> I hasten to add, that's not one of his issues. No. Um, but, but if it was continuing, you know, ongoing, the same thing again and again, you identify, you talk about it in a pleasant way, not shouting at each other or, or simply blanking the other. And then where you've made a mistake, you own it and say, I'm so sorry. I will try not to do that again, learn from it. So it's me changing my behavior. And then also the forgiveness, I forgive you. Can you turn the heat down just by being more gentle in your communication? I mean, sometimes you say communication is about the things you say. If you're the rhino, uh, (laughs) Scylla, 
you've got to learn how to turn yeah. that down. So Absolutely. a certain level of gentleness yes. may actually enable yes. a problem to resolve. If yes. you're not gentle at all, you're instantly in an argument. Yeah, and I think in the past I tried to sort of minimize anything that was sort of upsetting, saying it's going to be all right. I wanted to keep everything calm and peaceful. And it was only when I realized, gosh, I need to allow Scylla to speak. I need to allow her to say what she's upset about, that actually she calmed down and could talk about where she was hurt. Well, also, I had to learn not to shout at Nicky and sort of get so passionate. He was like, ah, I'm out of here. Um, and, and curl up in a ball. <laughs> curl up in a ball. I had Stick to my l- prickles out to keep her as far as <laughs> away as I could. I had to learn to talk in a more calm fashion. And sometimes, you know, in learning that, I had to literally go out of the room and take, you know, 20 good deep breaths, walk, walk around the room twice and then come back in and say, what I am feeling is this and talking I, using I rather than you and accusing and blaming, saying... I am feeling very upset that you don't seem to understand what I'm talking about. (laughs) Well, you've both been married a very long time and there's a lot of wisdom that has gone into the courses that you have developed. Not only have these courses been accessed by millions around the world and no doubt you've fine-tuned some things along the way and keep on making them even better. Um, let me just ask you about the sort of people who ought to do this. We talked about you know, people who are young in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about the thought there's ongoing uh, enrichment that you can do by doing a marriage course. People coming back from the brink, uh, do you get many who are coming to do these courses? This is a last gasp. If we don't get something worked out right now, this is the end. Scylla, this is the sort of thing that if no matter where you are on that spectrum, get into a marriage course. Yes, and we were absolutely amazed, honestly, because we hadn't anticipated that. But as I said, you know, we started to get couples coming from every different situation and, you know, some of them would be in that kind of crisis thing. And I mean, I could give you many um, examples, but one was a couple who had been married for three and a half years. They had a a one-year-old daughter and they had been separated for nine months. And I think they were just on on the brink of kind of he was going to far for divorce and that was it over and she somehow saw an advertisement for the marriage course and as a last resort she asked him if he would come with her to that not thinking he would say yes he came and he said he was very reluctant first evening he thought what am I doing here and and that you know he 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 didn't have any hope really for the future that marriage was turned around. And again, interestingly, it was session two on communication. And he said he did not know how to express his feelings. So he just shut down, basically. And there was no connection between them. That's why they parted. That marriage was totally turned around. They moved back in together during the course. They didn't tell anybody until the end of the course. They then told us their marriage was restored. They went on to have another child and then we subsequently heard that this couple, well, we, we know, they moved to the west coast of America. He took up a position as a worship leader in, that, uh, in a church there. 
um, five years ago, we got the most beautiful photograph of this family, the husband, wife, their two teenage girls, and they're just planting a church uh, further south in, in the West Coast and using both Alpha and the marriage course to plant that church because for them, that was absolutely transformational and um, it's the most beautiful story and over a very that was 2007 they came to do the marriage course and their marriage was utterly restored well every marriage will face storms getting through the storm may well be something that sets your whole life on a new and bright flourishing trajectory let me let listeners in on how they can access the marriage course. Uh, let me just say uh, 600 of these courses have been run in Australia this year and you'll be able to find out where there is a marriage course near you. We did say that you can do these online as well. So if you're in an outback centre and you think uh, we're way, way, way away from where those marriage courses are being run, well, there'll be a way that you'll be able to link in and be a part of an online course as well. Let me give the website marriagecourse.org.au to find out where a marriage course might be happening near you. And that's something you can share with your spouse or your partner and uh, make a plan to be a part of it. You can also connect with our guests today, Nikki and Scylla, not only at marriagecourse.org.au, but I guess also alpha.org.au and find out how alpha courses might be very, very powerful in your own church setting as well. There are some tour dates. And, of course, uh, Nikki and Scylla, they've just arrived in Australia. This is the beginning of their tour. Tonight they're speaking in Brisbane at Bridgman Baptist Community Church. They're also preaching there on this coming Sunday. Gold Coast tomorrow, it's lunchtime tomorrow at New Life Church Rabina. And they're teaching Bridging Hearts, a discipleship journey. They're going to be in Adelaide on the 17th and 18th at Burnside City Uniting Church. Then they're going on to Melbourne on the 19th and 21st and in Sydney, 23rd, 25th and 26th of October. You'll be able to check venues on the Alpha website, alpha.org.au. Absolutely outstanding insights from the two of you today. I look forward to the next time we get a chance to talk. Um, uh, Scylla, thank you for joining us in the studio. Thank you. It's been an absolute, um, yeah, fascinating conversation. Thank you, Neil, very much for having us. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.